<laughs> All right, good. That's the part one intro then. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Behold Mankind. This is going to be slightly different. We're going to have to split this into two episodes because we've waffled on for so long. So, so please, long. Please bear with us um, and I hope that you enjoy what is to come. I've now pressed record. Fantastic. How are you doing? Now let's do two hours of silence. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. Speaking of the silence... Wow, sound of silence. Do you know what? There's a lot of silences that, that could potentially uh, be brought <laughs> into today. If that is, we are doing Desert Island Discs. Have you done your homework? I mean, I guess I have, yeah. Okay, does that mean you I... thought about it for 20 minutes last night and then went to sleep? <laughs> no, it means I'm going to think about them for 20 seconds now. Then... <laughs> um, I have seen uh, a new film, though. Wow, I I, watch... It's not worth recommending to you, though, because it's... Is it the Snyder Cut? <laughs> it's centred around basketball. Oh, is it the one with Samuel L. Jackson? No. Is it Space but Jam 2? Has that up. come out? It's it's not come out yet, and I, I don't even know how I feel about Space Jam 2, to be honest. Um, but it's, so what's it's the called... Film? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, this is a brilliant, it has, it has brilliant a US, thing to talk about. Then. It has a US and a UK title, and I think the UK title is uh, Finding the Way Back. Okay. But it could easily be the US title, and the, the UK title is The Way Back. Um, like. Essentially, Ben Affleck plays an alcoholic construction worker who used to be a high school basketball prospect uh, who gets called back to his high school after the coach has a heart attack and is asked to coach the team. That's the premise. Wow. And then the twist is he caused the heart attack because he wanted an in. I mean, no. Damn. Well, then I guess I'll but watch I it. would like to see that film. <laughs> What's the one with um, Samuel L. Jackson as a basketball coach? That is coach? coach Carter, and that's based I on like a true story. One. Have you seen it? I think so. I have okay. vague memories of it because I saw a clip of it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I've seen this film." Yeah, I it's got I, Channing I think Tatum. I liked it. <laughs> He's the only white guy on the team, right? As far as I can remember. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, Coach Carter is. Uh, brought in to coach a team at a high school. He wants his son to go to a much better high school for his education, but his son wants to play for him, so his son transfers to this school. Sam Jackson's not happy about it. Then the boys on the team are mucking about academically, so Sam Jackson closes the gym. He locks the gym and he says, we're not playing any more games. We are not training until you guys sort your shit out. Um, and it's just... Uh, and that that happened. A coach did that uh, in, I think it was California. I'm not actually oh. sure where it's set in the film, but um, yeah, Sam Jackson gets a lot of grief from a lot of the community because the community sort of um, is focused on this basketball team. Um, high school and college basketball is is huge in America, whereas we don't really have like. Obviously, the Premier League is huge. And there's like a cult following for the lower leagues, but we don't really have 
high school football or college football that anyone really cares about. Um, yeah. So it's it's different in America, which can be you know true of a lot of things. True of, of many things, yeah. Yeah, like you know being able to buy an assault rifle. I was going to say it's like that. It's like that grid where it's like the. Uh, American versus British names sort of things. It's like, oh, playground, gun. <laughs> <laughs> Pavement, gun. <laughs> oh, goodness um, me. Is school, that... firing school, range. School, firing range. Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. Firing range is a Black Ops map. That's what we were talking yeah, about. Yes, remastered for Black Ops. This too. is not financial advice. <laughs> um... Is that okay? So, is that the best basketball movie? What's the best basketball? Coach Carter movie? is probably the best basketball film. Okay, because uh, you would know, and I wouldn't know. It blends real aspects of the game with a real story, and it's a narrative that pretty much anyone can follow. Uh, is compelling, is fairly well written, and has Sam Jackson in it. <laughs> um, but not not hamming it up. Not just, you know, being crazy Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Like a real person. Um, Does he say motherfucker once or 50 oh, times? Oh, he definitely, he definitely <laughs> says it. But I think it's when they's like, they're on the road, which means playing an away game to those oh, British wow. people listening. Um, <laughs> and they go to a party. And I think Sam says it then. Or at least he like mutters it or like starts it and doesn't finish it. Because it's, it's not an R-rated film. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's Sam Jackson. Obviously, Sam Jackson. That's obvi- you're an idiot, Jamie. But it's not the Sam Jackson that you would expect from most of the films that he's in. Okay, he play, he's he's believe it or not, an actor <laughs> who can do different things. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I actually just watched like a video essay on um, snakes on a plane. Oh, <laughs> which is because it's awful. <laughs> But it's not, you know, it's not the worst film in the world like like it was, uh, you know, said to be for them for a long time. So. Yeah, and then the Meg. Then the Meg. Space Jam Two is coming out. Did you I, see all this controversy about Lola, Lola the rabbit? Yes, the, people, the cartoon rabbit. People <laughs> are annoyed that Lola the rabbit looks like she did in the original film and not like a fanfic artwork. Yeah. yeah. Which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yes. Yes, it is. And also, her costume change, everyone going, oh, it's a rubbish costume change. It actually looks like something that a a woman would wear playing basketball. So it makes sense as far as I'm concerned. I'm happy with it. Um, I don't need cartoon rabbits to be sexualised. That's not something that's on my to-do list. that's That's what fan fiction is for. Well, exactly. That's what the expanded universe is for. Um, did you listen to his newest uh, album with North some Face. other people? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, with Capo Shorty Frisco. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. I wish it was longer. Yeah, that's what I was going to because I uh, I downloaded it for my train journey, my most recent train <laughs> journey home. But um, and it was twenty five. It was minutes. like twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And then you but, stopped um, and you went, wow. <laughs> An hour and a half of silence. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it, but I haven't listened to it since. Yeah. Which, well, which is a shame because that could be, 
with I don't know yet. That could be like my desert island disc, and I just wouldn't know because I haven't given it the time. If you've listened to it once and you haven't picked it up again, <laughs> I yeah, but I remember liking it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I I like it. I think it's sick. Um, that's it. There you go. It's, all, it's also just I don't know because that happens with a lot of things. Like I listen to I listen to all of Kasabian's discography back in like 2017 um, and I remember going yeah these are all pretty good but I'm not I don't want to listen to them again but then recently there's one album that I've just listened to again and I was like oh my god why did I not <laughs> get super into this and I've just had it on repeat so all it's, right. it's uh, so it's just saying it's annoying how that happens sometimes I was like wow I should have been appreciating this for longer yeah no and instead I, I I'm late to the agree. party I completely agree there's some albums that I just I will play on repeat for like three months and then forget about and then there's some where I'll play it once and come back to it and then play it on repeat for six months it's really really weird um, how has your week been? My, oh, no one cares about my week <laughs> including me including um, well, us very upsetting. little happened I did meet Chloe and she did get a vaccination wow um, from you and no, not from me. Um, she went... I don't know where she went, to be honest. I don't know which one she got. I haven't heard from her since. She could be dead. Is she a blood or a crip? Brilliant. <laughs> She's a she... blood clot. Just kidding. The vaccine is safe. Please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. No, but... Yeah, are you, are you in Oxford or are you the other one <laughs> Pfizer I'm pretty sure we've run out of Pfizer at this point because well, dad... that's the one to have that's the one I want baby if it's yeah, my, my dad had the Pfizer one really really early oh uh, because God. of an underlying health condition um, and my mum as being part of this inoculating all people over the age of 50 or whatever it is staged or operation Tory or whatever they're calling it um <laughs> she's been vaccinated now one other thing that did happen to me this week obviously you know the viewers <sighs> might not I got rid of social media about 15 uh, months ago yeah a year and yeah three months and, ago and um, basically one of my friends from sick form we sort of lost contact and then I deleted social media so they for like a year thought that I'd blocked them and then it came up in conversation with someone that they were talking to that um, I got brought up and they were like, oh yeah, he blocked me. It was like, he didn't block you, you just deleted social media. <laughs> so then they like uh, got my phone number and reconnected. How wholesome is wow. that? I gave oh. somebody else stress for a full year. <laughs> I'm quite proud of that. Well, but, but also that's the kind of thing that isn't, um, this is meant to solve, which is like, it's, you don't have all the weird uh, online interactions like oh someone hasn't posted anything for a while or have they blocked me it's meant to just be like if you want to talk to me just text me yeah. that's, that's the sort of thing you're doing and they if should you have, know they me, have done me. that yeah <laughs> but now they can yeah but yeah that's that's a JME quote actually if you know me phone me right I'm gonna go eat on my lonelies <laughs> I'm in Nando's with a veggie wrap or I'm in Leon sitting with a Gobi. 
and then it carries on but I won't because oh that wasn't the whole song copyright damn no (laughs) but speaking of whole songs (laughs) we're gonna get wholesome right now yes what was your favourite moment of the week (laughs) well I didn't have anything like that I was all I was gonna say is I do um I have blocked people in the past year and when they've like and then I've seen them in real person it, it in person and I've just told them now I deleted social media so that's amazing <laughs> that is Una amazing <laughs> Uno reverse cut <laughs> that's so sick I'm an inspiration yeah to millions well one day no, uh, do you know what of, if, uh, if people aspire to be like me then have that's bigger the, goals that's terrible <laughs> yeah see, no but it's like I say this a lot, but if there was any club that wanted me as a member, I wouldn't want to be a part of that club. <laughs> yeah. If there was anyone who aspired to be like me, I wouldn't want them to. I would think less of them for wanting to. And if there's any company that wanted to hire me... I wouldn't want to be a part of that company. Absolutely 100%. not. 100%. What are you doing? Right, now that I'm here, I'm going to tell you everything you're doing wrong and why you shouldn't have hired someone like <laughs> give this man a raise <laughs> put him in charge of recruitment if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only bring one album one film one book one season of a TV show and one person as company what would you do and how would you go about deciding what yeah. to bring where do you want to start Wow. Well, I mean, this is really hard, but um, uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? It's your segment. Well. (laughs) Completely original. I feel like we could talk the most about music. So the question is, do you want to get that out of the way? Or do you you want to do that first? The two things things I definitely don't have uh, an answer for yet, but I hope we'll have an answer after I've talked about it a bit is music and uh, a person did you say okay. a person? yeah <laughs> should we do music last okay person before that sure we've got three to choose from now what do you want okay. to start with? Uh, should we start with a book because it's boring yeah alright good cool <laughs> okay so for me it's a choice between a book that means a lot to me that I but it is ultimately a children's book because I read it when I was younger, but I still love it. But it's not going to give me much entertainment, but I would like to always have it with me for sentimental values or be more practical and have like a book of um, poetry, which I can just once a day read something from. And then by the time I finished it, I won't remember the first poem and I can just (laughs) read it for all of eternity. (laughs) so I've got I've got one for each of those um, the sentimental book is a book called Not Again spelt K-N-O-T right um, I don't remember the author's name but it doesn't really matter it's done by the I think it's done by the guy that wrote Flat Stanley which is much more popular if anyone remembers that <laughs> anyway yeah okay yeah fine um, it's just a great just a great little story that made me laugh when I was um, 
I can't even think when I must have first read it. I must have been uh, 11 or 12. So it's not really a kid. It's a young adult. Well, no, not a young adult. It's a young fiction, I'll say. Um, but yeah, it's, it was it was really funny then. And then I ordered it from Amazon a couple of months ago and read it again for the first time. And I was like, wow, it's really funny now. And it's also that's also like the third or fourth time I've bought that book because every couple of years I just think oh yeah I love that story and I'm going to get it and uh, read it again and I do and um, yeah it's just pretty great it's just funny uh, it follows <laughs> two kids who buy, whose families buy a horrible uh, caravan and go on holiday together and um, they meet and they get burgled and they think, and they uh, <laughs> at the caravan start where, site where they stay, and there's uh, a wrestling show going on. And they think one of the wrestlers is the burglar, because obviously, but then they actually meet the wrestler, and he's really nice, and he helps them find the burglar. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's really funny and really great, and really nice and really wholesome. So now that I've done a great job selling that, um, otherwise I would just pick. Uh, um, uh, one of John Cooper Clark's poetry books, probably um, Ten Years in an Open Neck Shirt, because that's my favourite. Okay. It's got loads and loads of poems, and you can just... I take it with me everywhere. That being said, I don't think I've got it here, because <laughs> 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 it's up in York. But um, I try to read... I try to read... Uh, I try to read a poem a day anyway, but I try to read a poem from that at least once every couple of days. Um, and I just yeah I love everything in there so I would just have that with me I think you've put a lot more thought and effort and like heart and soul into wow picking your book than I have have you got a definitive answer I think you can only take one yeah I know and I think yeah I love not again but I think it would have to be the poetry book to keep me sane because I can't just read the same short story over and over again because I will die um, yeah John, wow. John Cooper Clark 10 years in an open neck shirt very interesting I'll have to uh, borrow that at some point you will um, when we next convene um, because I'm going to be honest I don't really read poetry and I probably should for me my favourite songs um, are ones that use very sort of emotive and interesting language and when I read the lyrics on on a website, I'm like, whoa, I don't even really know what that means. Then I have to like, try and figure out what metaphor they're talking about. Um, and then like a point came in my life when I realized, well, that's just what that's just what a lot of poetry is. So I could just buy a poetry book rather than like trying to find bands that um, <laughs> make as good a music as my prime example is like Arctic Monkeys or The Smiths, I guess. Um, so I like yeah. So from from then on, I just sort of I sort of always have poems in or around me, in me specifically. That's brilliant. So that's my answer. I really like that. That's that's great. Whereas for Thank me, you. I just sort of thought I haven't really done much adult fiction reading. The last time I was reading fiction was when I was like a teen. Yeah, same. So, like, I have great, great memories of when I was a really young kid, Jack Stalwart, who was a spy, and then I sort of moved on to Young Bond, who was a spy, 
<laughs> and then, of course, there's Anthony Horowitz's Alex Ryder, who was a spy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and those are those are like the ones that I remember loving the most. I also loved the Artemis Fowl books. If you ever uh, read them, they were really interesting. Um, they took like a different take on what it means to be a fairy. And for a little bit, I thought fairies were cool. Wow. Don't know whether I still hold that to be true. Um, <laughs> and then, as I grew up a little bit from that, the most adult books that I've ever read that are fiction is like a historical fiction series by Simon Scarrow um, which is to do with like the Roman Legion and I'm going to be honest I don't really remember much about it um, (laughs) which is great so when I was thinking about this I was like in terms of entertainment and fiction there probably isn't any Hmm. that I immediately that immediately jumps out to me because it is you know not for me um I had a great time reading it. I still think they're fantastic. And I think that people should read them at a certain age. But I I don't know whether I have that much sentimental value and whether it would be that good for me. So then I started thinking, well, would I actually take a philosophical work? Yeah, that's that's what I thought you would drift towards. (laughs) But are really rewarding. And then I thought, I can't really be bothered to pick one. Imagine picking, like, Kant's... (laughs) <laughs> main magnum opus or something like that it's like 700 pages of german gobbledygook um absolutely not or i i then started leaning towards like albert camus like stranger or um well i don't i think it's le pest but plague in english yeah plague um, is downstairs <laughs> have you got I just it i saw it on the bookshelf yesterday yeah, yeah. And then I started thinking, oh, well, what about Voltaire, Candide, which I thought was brilliant. But then I was like, but that's just, as you say, can be summed up with two words, religion, bad. (laughs) So I started to uh, away from that. And then I thought maybe just like a book of stoic quotes, because I've seen on Amazon loads, like 365 stoic quotes, one a day. And then I thought that's a bit twee. (laughs) So then I went back to fiction and was like, are there any <laughs> books that I've been told about that I should read? And I, I, I think in this scenario, um, this is how desperate it became. When I've also got an album, TV, film, and someone to talk to, I thought, let's just gamble on a book I've been told is good that I haven't <laughs> read yet so that it's new and fresh and interesting. So that I decided might be a good idea. I decided to go for David Copperfield, Charles Dickens, because I've been told it's good. Um, okay. It shows up in a lot of greatest books of all times lists, from my understanding. Dickens is apparently a great writer, and I might not hate it. And if I do, it'll be great kindling. <laughs> so that's my that's it. my choice. Perfect. I could eat it. <laughs> Wouldn't sustain me, but I'm sure it tastes great. <laughs> well, there you go. So if this was a competition, it would be 1-0 to you. <laughs> but it's not a competition. But it's not a competition. Well, the only competition is who has survived longer on the island, and that's probably you, to be, to be fair. Oh, I don't know about that. You haven't seen who I'm bringing with me yet. <laughs> is it someone that will just eat you to get it over with quickly? We, we'll talk about that we'll later. We'll talk about it when we get to it. <laughs> I should just say for anyone interested, uh, Not Again is by Mike Smith. Oh, so, excellent. I didn't even hear your keyboard. <laughs> I did it on my phone because I'm a smart boy. 
Yeah. Um, if you see me looking down, just nodding and going, uh-huh, I might be on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, no, David Copperfield. No, uh, I mean, I mean, my mum's just gone out. We could have asked her. She's I've undoubtedly read it. She loves Dickens. Um, is Great Expectations also by Charles Dickens? think so. Because that's something uh, I've read a bit of. And more importantly, I've seen the movie <laughs> and did quite like it. So, um, well, my favourite movie based on Dickens is a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, my, that's just speaking my favourite. One of my favourite movies. That's one of that's my favourite Christmas movie. This did make my shortlist of films wow. that I would watch. I believe that <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Um, well, should, yeah. Should we do that? Should then? we do films? the films? Then go on. You go first this time. Fantastic. Well. I basically, for this, started with, oh, what are the best films I've ever seen? And then realised, I don't want to watch The Silence of the Lambs over and over yeah. again. <laughs> That's horrific. So then I started to try and think, and it was like, what films, if I was if I was going to watch a film right this second, and it couldn't be a new one, what would it be? And then I started thinking things like, Indiana Jones and then I immediately went well I wouldn't take the first one because the plot hole annoys me <laughs> I wouldn't take the second one because it's a bit too serious maybe I'd take the third one but compared to so many other films definitely not so I immediately got rid of that Sure. and then I went ooh can I be really tricky here and, and try and cheat the system Quentin Tarantino claims that Kill Bill volume 1 and 2 is the same film wow he claims it's one film and there was a special cut which was shown only in cinemas which was volume one and two without the middle bit so they okay. were just like cut together because um, there's a reveal at the end of volume one that's like a cliffhanger but then if you get rid of that and you just watch the whole thing through the ending just becomes so much more powerful if you've seen it you'll know what I'm talking about um so I thought, if I'm allowed to have Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, that's that makes my top five. Straight away. Sure. And then I thought, hold on. Every single Tarantino film makes my top five. But there's <laughs> yeah. more than five. How do I do this? So I, I, I was thinking Kill Bill, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Django, Hateful Eight, um, Inglorious Bastards, they all are films that I would watch right now. If someone said, pick a film to watch right now, they'd be up there. I was also thinking Chicken Run. Of course. Just to, you know, this Kill Bill, this Chicken Run. Variety. <laughs> um, and another one, technically, the Back to the Future films are in three parts. So it's Back to the Future <laughs> Part... Well, Back to the Future and then Back to the Future Part 2 and Part 3. If they counted as one film, I still wouldn't take it, but it's brilliant. <laughs> and then I started, I've got Coach Carter written down... Oh, wow. I've got Star Trek First Contact written down and I've got The Life of Brian and to be honest I'm yeah. just throwing films names out there Muppets Christmas Carol is the bottom one on the list as well Yeah. Um, if I was to cut it down and I could only watch one film over and over again it would probably be Kill Bill if I'm allowed to have volume one and two and if I can't do that then I would probably pick Django wow just okay. because I feel like 
they are brilliantly entertaining and they have plenty of rewatchability. I wouldn't say that they're the greatest films ever created. I was thinking a lot about my favourite films like Kubrick. Would I really want to watch A Clockwork Orange every single day for the rest of my life? (laughs) Probably not. Is it better than Kill Bill? Absolutely. Sure. So it it was quite a difficult one, this, and I really struggled. Um, But I I would say if I'm allowed to take volume one and two as one film, it would be Kill Bill, and if not, I'd take Django. All right. Uh, But then also maybe we could say... And let's see if this changes your answer. Well, what we want to be taking is one complete story in film media. So let's let's open it up to if there's like if there's sequels, you can like you could take the entire Indiana Jones, or you could take the entire Lord of the Rings, or something. Oh, what, well, what? Th- this is the thing because with Lord of the Rings, I wouldn't be able to take the first one, or the second one, or the third one. But if you could take all own. of them. Because that's what it should be, really. We're, we're, we're picking a story to relive for the rest of the time. For the rest okay. of the time. So Kill Bill 1 and 2 together, absolutely. But um... Oh, you've thrown me with the Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't even write them down because I immediately dismissed it because I was like, what's the point of just watching the second one or just watching the first or the third one? When you put them together... Right. I can only ever watch one film for the rest of my life. Is it Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2? Or is it the Lord of the Rings trilogy? <laughs> or is it all the Star Trek? I Treks? think it's definitely not all the Star Treks. <laughs> my God. Uh, there's a reason why I only wrote down First Contact. It's my it's my favourite. Okay. Um, and it's probably the best one. Um I'm I'm going to stick with Kill Bill, even though Lord of the Rings is brilliant. I think it's just because I've sort of gone off fantasy recently, and I think a lot of that is to do with Game of Thrones. We, we should also mention, yeah, and, and I think this will become clearer when we talk about albums, probably, that, that our answers now could totally be different in a month. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. And I would change my mind and decide, you know what? No, I do want to watch 2001. Yeah, every day. Um, Because that is three movies in one, essentially. (laughs) So good good value for money. Um, But you know what's actually three movies in one? Lord of the Rings. Exactly. I was going to say Back to the Future. That too. Indiana Jones, if you not count the fourth one. I'm pretty sure they filmed Back to the Future at the same time one two and three and then staggered the release and it really shows um because of all the time travel nonsense they had like the same sets and the same stuff going it was brilliant anyway yeah what about you what film are you gonna take well um so obviously uh, same as you i just started by thinking about my favorite films um you know the prestige uh, the mask I really love. Um, you know any any Batman film really, preferably The Dark Knight. But <laughs> um, but then it's I agree it's more important to in this situation to think about rewatchability, and for that I did drift towards uh, the Monty Python films as you mentioned, because um, yeah like Life of Brian you can just 
and it, like, it's just non-stop but you can just watch it a million times or I think recently I watched uh, Holy Grail again and I was just <laughs> so I'm, I'm like new things make me laugh every time I watch it and I know that wouldn't be the case if I'm watching it every day but still you've got to appreciate it um, but ultimately something that falls into both of those categories for me as like favourite film and like ridiculously rewatchable uh, is Guy Ritchie's Snatch <laughs> Because, um, yeah, it, I think it is the movie I've seen the most times, um, watched all the way through the most times, and it is one I would be happy to do again and again, possibly till I die. It's short enough. Um, it's I think it's under two hours. It's like one hour fifty, which is... It's <laughs> how long movies should be, anyway. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's really great. Um, great soundtrack. <laughs> Brad Pitt doing the best acting of his career. Don't you know? You can't fight me on that. Um, Scott, <laughs> he's representing uh, the travelers community in a pos- in a somewhat positive light, which is rare. Um, yeah, it's just all pretty great. And I love it. And I would watch Snatch every day for the rest of my life. And I think I will watch it again tonight now that I've talked about it. I'm also going to watch it tonight. It's on my <laughs> watch list. Um, my free trial for uh, Sky Cinema or whatever it is expires oh, right. in two days. I've, try- I've tried to watch one film from it a day. Uh, caught up on a few classics. Um, Snatch is Snatches so on there. Snatch is so good. Um, Jason Statham when he was in Good Things um, The Meg <laughs> Not The Meg um, Yeah it's just so brilliant and, everyone, and every character is so likeable and different and charming and interesting uh, and as I've uh, gushed about before on this podcast I like how I like that there's different stories all going on and you don't know how they're going to interact at the end, but because it's a Guy Ritchie film, they do all, <laughs> all of them clash at the end, uh, and it's great. Um, his, I, I know some people prefer his uh, first film, Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, but um, I think that was a good, his good first go at what he wanted to do, and then I think he perfected it with Snatch. So ultimately, I would say watch Snatch. It's got Owen Bremer in it, at one point it's got Vinnie Jones being a big Vinnie Jones man as he always is uh, but like also weirdly charming he's really funny and he gives a good funny mon- uh, monologue at the end um, it's just all great well Vinnie Jones might come up when I talk <laughs> about TV oh <laughs> and not uh, in yes, a way that Arrow anyone season expects two. <laughs> oh oh uh, wow or the cape <laughs> those are the two superhero things he's been in so that's why I know him. Go on. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. Uh, so that's my favourite film. <laughs> well, that's snatch. the film I would take with me. That's what you're taking with you. So, so far yeah. in our inventories, yeah. I have Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2 put together in the extended <laughs> cut. To- the CDs are glued together. Back yeah, to so I can't actually watch them. <laughs> um, and then I've also brought with me David Copperfield because I've never read it. And I thought, yeah. why not? Why not yeah, why roll not? the dice, have a gamble? And you have ten years in an open necked shirt by Doctor 
John Cooper Clark, punk poet extraordinaire, and um, Snatch on Blu-ray. I don't think... I don't think there's an extended edition or anything. I think there's an extended edition of Lockstock, which I own but haven't seen. So maybe I should watch that. But um, no, Snatch in its purest form. Um, it's got Oasis fucking in the bushes. One of my favourite Oasis songs. Just plant, just in the middle somewhere, and it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, We're going to get on to Oasis as well later, aren't we? I'm sure Surely. we will. I'm sure we will. Um, All right. Yeah, and yeah, as I said, honourable mentions is like Monty Python films. Um, I have seen The Prestige at least three times. I reckon I could keep watching it, but it's just not as it's not as I appreciate like the twists and turns and darkness, but it's not as like fun and happy as as Snatches. And that sounds really that's really doing it a disservice to, to say it's just oh you know it's just a fun nothing film. It's not. There's so much going on. But spoiler alert! Ultimately, it is a pretty happy ending. Oh, I just I hate oh. it already. <laughs> I hate it already. I know we're the same on this. We we like sad endings, right? We want we want um, Nicholas Cage in knowing where the world just is dead at the end. You've seen Knowing as well. <laughs> Only I'm... seven people in the world have ever seen it, <laughs> and I'm three of them. But yeah. <laughs> I thought I was really creeped out by that as a kid. It was the first scary movie I watched. It was really? the first movie where I was younger than the certificate on it. Ah. When I watched it. And it shit me up. <laughs> Do you know what that was for me? That would have either been probably The Woman in Black. Um, I don't know how. I don't know what the rating is on that, but I can't imagine it's less than a 15. Cause I think was... The Woman in Black was a 12. Really? There's, yeah. There's like blood. There's a lot of blood from people who just drink cyanide or whatever. When kids drink cyanide. But anyway, oh, wow. And it's a 12. <laughs> um, Larger but, the British film industry. But also, and this is a distinct memory I have, when I was 13, I went to go and see Scary Movie 5 uh, with my dad. And he was like, and then on the car ride there, we were practicing. He was like, when are you born? When are you born? And it was... You know, 19th of June, 1997, because I'm 15. So, right, okay. <laughs> uh, and that was fine. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, actually quite, I actually quite like the scary movie films. I know people shit on them. I think they're funny enough. <laughs> I remember one time I went to the cinema with uh, two of my mates. Three of my mates? I don't know. I went to the cinema. We went to go see a film. I'd forgotten my ID, but at this point, I was seventeen. Yeah, and we were going to watch a fifth. We hadn't; it hadn't even crossed our mind. Yeah. Right? When you're like fourteen, you're shitting yourself in the queue, <laughs> and you're just like, "Can I have a ticket to a film I'm not supposed to watch?" Uh, go on, ticket, and, please. Shit, shit, shit. Yeah, and and with this, uh, we like rocked up, and it was just like, "Oh, can we get a so and so?" And this person, bless them, it was probably their first day or, like, they were, they were very new. They seemed quite nervous and they just went, have you all got ID? And my three mates did. <laughs> and I was older than all of them. And I didn't. And I went, sorry, I, I haven't. Um, and I was like, but, y y you know, you can see these guys 
they're all 17 they're not hanging out with I'm a 14 17. <laughs> yeah and then and then if you haven't got id i can't let you in and i was like are you saying that i'm 14 years old and that they're 17 and i was like i can't let you in and i was like i got my car keys out i was like i have car keys i drove here i have to be 17 to drive here and they were like we can't let you in so i was like i really want to speak to the manager wow because I was like, I'm not having this. This is yeah. ridiculous. I was like, I've got car keys. All my mates are 17. Are you saying I'm 14? And the manager was like, in fairness, no, I'll let you in. And I was like, <laughs> fucking better let me in. So that's that's uh, a story that I remember um, that's just come back to me now. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, that anxiety of when you're 14 years old going to the yeah. cinema. And you're like, when was your birthday? 1990. Seven, <laughs> six, nineteen ninety six. Anyway, gosh. shall we move on to TV? Yeah, sure. Now, if we do TV people and then albums, yeah. All right. Would you like to go first now, so that you go first for music? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Sure, yeah, fine. Brilliant. You can well, edit you, that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what my series is. Um, well, I mean, probably, right? We just did yeah. a whole episode on it. It's season two of <laughs> Futurama, right? It is, of course, Young Sheldon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I'm drinking my coffee, mate. For God's sake. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, no, it's Twin Peaks, I guess. Well, do you season know what? Well, the- <laughs> or season three, because I've heard season three is incredible. Season I can't three- remember who said that to me, though. <laughs> it was <laughs> season you. Season three is incredible. But, well, do you know what? Oh, this is hard, right? If it's what, why is it? If it, so it's, it's not one even, season it's not to make it to, difficult for you because as to, soon as I was thinking about it, I was like, you get to pick one TV. He's going to pick Twin Peaks. Shit, one season. Well, no, there you this, go. actually, this has made it easier for me because season one of Twin Peaks is it's golden. Perfection. I will, if it's just one series, one season, I will take one season one of Twin Peaks. But if, for example, we were say, if you said one series of a TV show. Then I'd have to uh, consider rewatchability, and I'm, I'd be more likely to pick the IT crowd, the Mighty Boosh, or Community, because they're just all things okay. I can watch over and over again. Um, yeah, just for just to easy watching, and but I, but again, you pick up on new jokes each time, and there's stuff going on in the background, and it's all very well crafted. And I mean, so is Twin Peaks, but it's more just like what I feel like once you've enjoyed it <laughs> you you can enjoy it again in like a year like for I watch Twin Peaks I try to watch it once a year because I love it um, but I couldn't watch it every day but I could watch I could watch I mean Community is a bit more unfair because there's like six seasons um, and a movie like, and a movie well, and a table <laughs> read um, but... the table read is brilliant <laughs> I still haven't seen it. But, um... <gasps> You've not. There's <laughs> no, a brilliant moment a where table read. <laughs> there's a there's a there's an amazing bit where Donald Glover pretends that he has to go. Right. Like about ten minutes in, <laughs> with the whole joke being, 
as soon as Donald Glover isn't too busy, we'll do the movie. Yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry, guys, I've got to go. I'm really busy. And they were like, what? And then he was like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was brilliant. Well, that was funny. Um, but yeah, something like, like the IT crowd is four seasons and one special episode, but I feel like that would be enough. To, I'm including to, special episodes, by the way. To tie me over forever. But but no, if it's not going to be a whole series, if it's just going to be one season of a series, then yeah, I'm saying Twin Peaks. Fantastic. Well, if it was a, an entire series, I would probably consider things like Star Trek The Next Generation, of course. Afterlife, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sopranos, obviously. Yeah, uh, some fantastic stuff but when I was trying to bring it down to just one season I too on my short list I had Twin Peaks season 1 I had Star Trek The Next Generation season 3 even yeah. though there's some shit and episodes the best in it <laughs> it has the greatest television cliffhanger of all time right. and imagine never having, never having the ability enough. to resolve it <laughs> Imagine that. Just like you get to the end of it and you're like, Mr. Worf, fire. And you're like, how does this end? What happens? You can spend every day coming up with a new scenario of how it ended. Yeah. Um, I went for extra season two, specifically including (laughs) the special episode. Because that, for me, is just brilliant. It's brilliantly crafted. And it's an excellent comment on celebrity, essentially. And I feel like it was Ricky Gervais trying to uh, express what he thinks about celebrity culture, celebrity status, and he does a fantastic job. And that Christmas special that comes at the very end of it, which sort of, it ties the whole thing in a beautiful bow. And I feel like without that Christmas special, extras isn't as good, which is mental to say. Right, the individual episodes are funny. Season one's great. Season two's great. But when you watch season one, then season two, and then you cap it off with this one and a half hour special, it just brings a clarity to the whole thing. And if you haven't seen the whole of extras, which I, I I don't know whether we've ever spoken about this. I've seen season one. I season one's great. Yeah, season two is great, and then the special just caps it off. And there's an incredible monologue, um, which sort of succinctly gives Ricky's point of view of what he thinks about celebrity, and it's just so beautifully written and acted um, that I actually cried about something that isn't real well. <laughs> it's mad but uh, I, I think it's fantastic I really do and that's why I've, I've brought that along so like okay. Twin Peaks season 1 because it's probably the greatest season of television <laughs> that I've seen which is weird to think that I only saw it like 3 weeks ago, 2 weeks yeah. ago uh, Star Trek TNG because I love it is a variety of episodes some are shit some are great and it has the greatest TV cliffhanger of all time extra season 2 because it's beautifully crafted it's a comedy it has rewatchability and I think the one that I'm going to take 
the creme oh, de la creme. Oh, was, oh, wait, was it not extras? It wasn't extras. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. It's the thick of it, season four. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought you would bring up the thick of it, and I'm surprised it when I didn't hear it in the honorable mentions. I, I was surprised, but yeah, it okay. is probably the best television series to come out of the United Kingdom. Wow, although that's interesting because I was about to because you were talking about extras, we probably should mention The Office, the or, office. We'd, or we'd get I, killed. I, could, I couldn't watch The Office UK I, every day because this, of the cringe. This is what I'm going to say. I've only rewatched. I watched The Office and I've only rewatched it once. Um, I love it and it and the Christmas special again makes me cry, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's totally not. Something it's, I wouldn't even call it easy watching. <laughs> it's like you proper have to. It's get difficult into it. to watch, and that's what makes it brilliant. It's so yeah. unique in that regard, um, and it was ahead of its time because cringe culture didn't really start happening until like what 2012. Sure. When did The Office come out? 2000. I thought 2000. Maybe 2001. But maybe I'm thinking 2001 <laughs> because of Stanley Kubrick. Anyway. <laughs> So the thick of it season four, if you don't know what it is, it is essentially political satire of the United Kingdom and it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's just so well written. The improv that is allowed in it is exquisite. The actors just so perfectly encapsulate bumbling out-of-touch politicians and the age of spin that was... I mean, we don't really have spin now. It's its all fake news. Sure. And let's fact-check what this person said. Where before it was spin, which was just essentially telling lies by telling the truth. Um, and it's just... It has some fantastically crafted monologues and dialogues which are so memorable and so witty and every single time I rewatch the thick of it <laughs> the little names that people call each other I pick up on new ones every time like you say you pick up on new jokes and some of them are fucking brilliant <laughs> and some of the stuff that just like it goes over your head the first time and when you hear it again you're like that's really really funny so some of my favourite examples there's one where Malcolm is looking for Oliver Reader who's in hospital having his appendix out and he goes up to the desk and it's just while the credits are going on for the start of the episode and he just goes hi I'm looking for Ollie Reader he looks a bit like a Quentin Blake illustration now I missed that the first time and when I heard it in the, the second time I watched it I was like there's no way he said that for those who don't <laughs> know Quentin Blake illustrated the Roald Dahl books so if, oh. you, if you can imagine like a rough, scruffy drawing <laughs> and now think of Chris Addison, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense and it's hilarious. And it went over my head the first time I heard it. And then another one was, um, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll stop. I'll stop. No, no, no. Go, no this, keep. This is, I had a whole episode to crush over Twin Beaks. You should at least talk about your favourite show a bit. Okay. And... Basically, there's there's this thought camp where the uh, the people in government go to think of new political ideas, and it's all twee and very strange. 
and there's a brilliant bit where one of the ministers basically says um, your free range attitude was hugely entertaining when we were in opposition and shitting money but now it's all gone a bit J.G. Ballard um, it's irrelevant and infantile doesn't sound very funny when I say it but the whole point is J.G. Ballard was like um, a very pessimistic writer who wrote about dystopian futures okay. and it was just that went over my head and then someone had to explain to me who J.G. <laughs> Ballard was and then when you watch it back with knowing that it's just oh it's just it's just great it's I just really it. funny and it it's quintessentially British sure. if you're a British person watching it you know exactly what's going on why it's funny but I imagine if you were foreign and you watched it you'd be like this isn't entertaining this isn't funny I don't understand but then you know I don't know maybe maybe you would yeah and because and, um, uh, I feel like a lot of people my uh, a lot of people my age when uh, Peter Capaldi was Doctor Who um, I feel like a lot of people were introduced to him you know for the first time uh, and um, obviously a lot of people regard him as bringing sort of proper acting to that role um, which is unfair to the others but fine he, he was you know bloody good um, so if you did if you did like him and did appreciate his acting um, you know it's, it's, it's worth definitely he, worth giving this a watch right he does a fantastic job of an angry bitter Scottish spin doctor <laughs> And it's incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Definitely watch the thick of it if you haven't. Well, there we go. Uh, it looks like AJ Fury is going to happen. Yes. Do you know what? I took a screenshot. I don't. I don't think I sent it to you, but on, um, I think on the BBC Sports Twitter, it was like it was, it was confirmed, and I read the actual thing. It wasn't very long. It was just basically like, yeah, they've signed. They, they have signed. signed. They still need no to date sort yet. date in a venue. Yeah. Once they sort date in a venue, then it's on. It's, and it's we on. are going. And then we are going, definitely. And it will be in England. <laughs> it's going to be at Wembley. It's, it's going to be, be fucking Wembley. massive. <laughs> oh, mate. Just imagine. It would be so good. It would be so <sighs> good. Oh. Uh... Do you know what? I just... I, uh, if I'm, anyone again. wants to sponsor us to go, <laughs> oh, and then please. we could do a whole episode of a, as, as a fight review, <laughs> we could do that. We'd be down. You don't yeah. even have to be a company. If any, uh, if anyone listening just wants to throw three grand to us, <laughs> you know, we, we could go to the fight, review it, and then shout you out. There yep. you go. We'll bring a big <laughs> sign... I don't know if that happens at boxing fights. It happens at wrestling events. And you're allowed I, I, to just come I, in with a big sign. If you come in with a big sign, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm not sat next to you. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that would just be electric. Anyway. That would be so cool. We we were doing something else. Oh, yeah. We were stranded on a desert island. <laughs> desert island we? memes, yeah. Um, All right. Have you, have you thought about a person? I'm going to go first. Yeah, you are going to go first, actually. Okay. So I want to so, know what, what line of reasoning you, you've, you've, you've taken. Basically, I very much wanted someone who was interesting and entertaining and funny. And then I realised most of those people are old now 
and would be absolutely useless <laughs> on a desert island. So people like Hugh Laurie, John Cleese, mm. who I think would be great to talk to, you know, would, would make for a great podcast guest, would be really interesting down the pub. Probably not going to be great on a desert island, are they? You'd have to do loads of the work for them. And that's another reason why I wouldn't want Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Because as much as you think he's a funny guy, he's an interesting guy, he's also a, someone who creates... lazy cunt. <laughs> like when it comes Maybe. to manual stuff. Like he's like, if I can not do it, I won't. Yeah, and he takes always the piss been... out oh. of Carl on <laughs> the radio. He takes the piss out of the cast members and makes jokes and things and I'm just thinking if it's me and him alone he's going to be taking the piss out of me and not doing any work the whole time (laughs) the whole time just for his entertainment and I will know every time he sniggers he's thought of something funny in his head and not told me and that'll annoy me so can't be him so then I started thinking well one of the first famous people that came to mind because the first person that came to mind was Chloe, because she's just class. Um, lived with her for two years. One of my best friends. Incredible. Oh, right. She's not a famous person. No, she isn't. Right, okay. <laughs> Another not famous person was uh, my Uncle David, because he's great to be around, and he used to be in the army, so that would be quite useful. But I thought, that would be boring. Imagine I just came in here and went, you know my Uncle David? No. Well, him. <laughs> um so then I started thinking, okay, well, maybe Patrick Stewart. And then I was like, the Patrick Stewart I'm thinking of is Captain Jean-Luc Picard, who doesn't exist. <laughs> so even if I had him from 1987, when he was Jean-Luc Picard for the first time, he was still fairly old then. He's really old now, <laughs> so I couldn't have him. That's nah, fine. We've He'd got be all useless. That, got all that de-aging technology. Imagine, no, but if I'm stuck there from the age of 22 to the age of 80... <laughs> Patrick Stewart's not going to last that long. (laughs) He's definitely not going to last that long. So I I probably wouldn't take him. Then I started thinking, okay, what about LeBron James? Because I really want to talk to him, pick his brain. And he'd be great on a desert island. He's athletic. He's tall. um, He's got a, a work rate and a drive. He'd be a great person to be stranded with. I also thought maybe Donald Glover. Just because he's... He's just a sick guy. And then I, th- I realised... He, he is someone only... that we will also talk about more later. What a tease. There's, Go on. There's only one person that I'm going to take. And it would be Jamie Adenugar. Let's be honest. <laughs> sick guy. Probably be great on a desert island. And I don't really... I, I don't I don't see me taking anybody else. So, yeah, there you go. Jamie Adenugar. Fair enough. Famous grime artist, Jamie Adenugar. With his <laughs> crime artist, philosopher, father, <laughs> friend, uh, with his newest album, uh, what is it, North? North Face. It's a collaboration with him, Shorty, Frisco, and Capo Lee, uh, who are all from North London. Right. And they're the faces of North London. So they would be the North Face, but it's North Face, probably as a combination of them not being able to do the TH sound because of their accent, where they're from. It's a joke. It's like, oh, I'm from North. Right. how London people say it. And also the fact that it would probably be uh, copyrighted. And by, by North Face. By, by North Face, this uh, little-known brand. It's just a small brand. That, you know, not many, but it's a little bit underground. 
<laughs> Speaking of underground, Jamie had a new go. Yeah, um, you can't drag me down because I'm underground. Nice. Bar. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, well, no, that would be fun for you, wouldn't it? You could just talk just about... Just listen to him. Just I would literally just talk. have a fire and just listen to him talk. Well, for mine, I did also... Um, well, again, I haven't done much thinking about this, but uh, uh, one way to think about it would be, like you said, it would be good to have someone who is capable <laughs> of surviving on a desert island. And then I thought, well, what... It's, if, if it's someone I have to talk to, you know, it'd be good if they uh, shared an interest. So initially I thought, like, another wrestling journalist, like Brian Alvarez, we could just talk about all the great matches we've seen forever and ever. Um, of course, no one here, including you, will know who that is, but that's fine. And then I thought, <laughs> well, what about an actual wrestler <laughs> to, to, be, to talk about wrestling with? That would be good. Um, uh, AJ Styles... Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, probably not. He's a bit of a, he's getting weird. He's a bit older. He's getting weird in his old age. But um, uh, Sting, he's old enough, but he's still pretty cool. I don't know if he's capable. He's what like sixty. Edge? He's sixty years old, but he did just have like a massive street fight a couple of weeks ago, and he was pretty good. So, <laughs> who did you say? What did you say? Edge. Um, I like Edge I didn't like him as a kid I, I've never I don't think I've seen a match of his where I was like wow that's one of the greatest matches I've ever seen but he clearly does love wrestling and has a passion for it so maybe if he were there we could talk about other people's matches <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is in Vikings I believe that he he's so anyone who doesn't know about Edge he had to retire in 2011 uh, after being becoming multiple time world champion because of uh, he needed neck surgery but it was surgery that wasn't <laughs> it didn't exist yet like they couldn't fix his neck <laughs> but uh, it, but then in 2019 and 2020 um, suddenly there was a special treatment available and of course he, he went for it um, and now his neck is better so 10 years later he's now wrestling again which is just great for him but in the 10 years in the meantime he's he went and did action stuff as all wrestlers seem to do if they're famous enough and have to retire early um yeah he plays shuttle flat nose and he's just a fantastic job there you go he's also he was also in one episode of the flash but i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember what i think i think Samoa, do you know okay i'm saying Samoa joe because he's also fat but we will just get on and bond over that. And um, but also, but like me, he's fat, but surprisingly quick. <laughs> so I believe we could hunt, uh, you know, coconuts. Uh, <laughs> we could, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right. Samoa Joe, Samoan Joseph. I don't know his real name actually. He's always been Samoa Joe um, in every company he's ever been in. So that is his name, and that is who I'm taking. Okay. Never heard of him. No. Well, Cannot that's relate. Fine. But who am yeah. I and to that tell reason, you what to do? Well, do you know what? And then if I 
conversely, backup choice, if I had to pick someone and uh, coincidentally there's someone that you know, um, then yeah, like you said, I'd probably do a comedian. Just Donald to keep, keep me entertained. Maybe, do, maybe Donald Glover. I actually don't like his stand-up that much. but I haven't watched any of his stand-up. Yeah, but he's funny in scripted stuff. <laughs> but and that sounds like a dig. But then I know he's like funny and creative because his music, which, again, what a tease we'll get onto later, um, is so funny and creative. So I imagine, yeah, he'd be cool to hang around with. 100%. Or maybe, I maybe, I mean, and also maybe a standard answer was like Carl Pilkington or something. Just I would not of... want Carl Pilkington on my fucking <laughs> island. I'd mistake his head for a coconut. And crack it open. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You could do that after a while. Um, well, that's enough murder talk. <laughs> <laughs> One and done, baby. <laughs> Well, that's the end of part one. Um, it, it's just, just part two. Wow, is just next. Wasn't, wasn't that part? That was certainly a part. That was great. I love how it ended, don't you? <laughs> because we won't know how where we're going to cut it. We until don't the know edit. where I'm going to cut it. <laughs> anyway, the point is, you can follow us on social media at Behold Mankind. The YouTube channel has plenty of short clips if you can't be bothered listening to the whole thing. I don't blame this, you. If you think this is all too long, which ultimately it is. It probably is. Anyway, if you don't have time to listen to part two now, have a wonderful day. Day! <laughs> For fuck's <laughs> sake! We'll leave that in. Oh.